Previously on Party in Peril, you find yourself in a thick, wild forest. I think someone's here with us. Someone just ran by. I'm going to try and protect Shepard and Sarah. So this thing is just screaming out in anger. We could have been friends, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) One of our coven ran afoul of a paladin scout near Brindlebrook the previous night. We were able to recover her body and we can bring her back. But we need that monster's eyes to complete the spell. Retrieve the paladin's eyes for me, and you will gain entrance to Eslam. And we can't have you accidentally leading anyone back here. Then she waves a gnarled hand, and Jack, Avador, and Sarah, you all shrink to the floor as small woodland creatures. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, checking out this episode of Party in Peril. I know I usually do these more mid-episode, but I wanted to just kind of give a little preface at the beginning of this one for specific reasons that will um, be explained in just a moment. But first of all, I wanted to thank um, everyone that has been giving us ratings on Apple Podcasts. It does a ton to help out the show and helps more people find the show because it helps it rise up in the chart. And I want to give a very special thank you to Ridiculous Patronus One, who gave us a five-star rating with a comment who says, Epic, so cool. Entertaining from beginning to end. If you like role-playing and radio dramas, it's a must-add. Descriptive and feels like you're there. Looking forward to more. So thank you very, very, very much for doing that. That is one of the best ways to help out our show for free. Otherwise, if you want to lend us a hand for um, helping cover our expenses and everything else that we do at the uh, NerdSloth Network for all of our other shows, you can check out patreon.com slash NerdSloth and uh, donate there. And if you do donate, there's a few things there for you, including, as I said in the last episode, the chance to craft an item that's going to show up in the next campaign we actually did get one already that i'm really excited for and uh i'm I'm looking forward to introducing that so i worked back and forth with this specific donor we came up with some really cool ideas for this thing and how it's going to work in the game and they got to name it and all kinds of stuff also if you do give us a review in apple podcast there's a very good chance that an item a place or an npc will be named after you so There you go. There you have that. Now, what I want to talk about really quick before we get started is this episode is going to be very different in that we are playing a game within a game. So so the thing that we're doing is called The Witch is Dead. The premise of the game is you are a magical woodland creature and your beautiful witch mistress has been killed. And you are about to set out on a murder revenge adventure in the human lands. Now, obviously, we took this and, and we kind of changed the setting of it a little bit for our purposes. But the basic 
basic gameplay and everything is exactly how this game would play. So that is a game from Rowan, Rook, and Deckard. If you go to Rowan, Rook, and Deckard, Dot com. You can name your price for it. So that is really awesome of them. It's a very, very simple game. And how it works that you're about to see is our players roll a D10. That indicates what little woodland creature they're going to be. And then each of those creatures has four attributes, which are clever, fierce, sly, and quick. So they will have numbers assigned to those. They will also have a specific magic spell assigned to them as well. And it's, again, random by rolling a D10. It's a really fun little system. It's a great just one shot if you get a bunch of friends together and just want to do a quick little one shot for just a, a couple hours of play. It's super, super fun. I'm really glad that I found this. I'm really glad that we incorporated it because... We all had a really, really good time with this. Again, this game is called The Witch is Dead. Go to Rowan, Rook, and Deckard. Dot com or to search the witch is dead game on google thank you again so much for checking out this episode and enjoy so now we're getting meta we're getting game within a game <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna send you that link again that i talked about um last time we met the witch is dead so that's in the chat you guys need to roll a d10 tell me what you turned into and then i would uh jot down somewhere what your abilities are based off of that and if you guys both get the same thing let's roll again because i think it'd be more fun if everybody was something else all right i'm a fox you're a fox okay so write down your um things here clever you're fierce you're sly and you're quick so you got two clever two fierce one slight one quick avador what about you i am a crow <laughs> of course Okay, so write down your stats there. Okay. Um, Sarah is a dog. That's actually pretty fitting to our characters. Jack, Avador, and Sarah shrink to the ground, turning into small creatures. Jack becomes a small brown fox. Avador becomes a jet black colored crow. And Sarah turns into a pug. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. I'm just going to go pug just because I think uh. that would be great. The three of you are now these, these little creatures. And, and just for the sake of, of everyone out there listening, um, we're playing a game within a game. So we're going to play a version of this game called The Witch is Dead within this D&D narrative that we're doing. So it's all over the place. Also, all three of you will get one spell. So all of you need to roll a d10 again and see what spell you're able to do. And again, if you guys get the same one, let's re-roll until you guys all have something different. I got four. So lock, unlock, open, close. Okay. So you are a fox that can... Pick locks, open locks, open doors, open windows, close windows, things like that. Okay? So I'm basically Jack in animal form. Exactly. Avador, what did uh, you get? One unseen hand. Unseen hand. So that functions like mage hand, kind of like what Shepard's been able to do before. So you can conjure a hand to do things. So if you want to pick up an item or something like that, 
you can do that and no one's going to see what's picking it up. Um, okay. That could also be to open doors and things like that, but that's something that Jack can do also. Um, let's see what Sarah can do. Sarah can conjure light. So it's okay. actually just um, like the light spell that she kind of has. Um, she can conjure um, a light, let's say, just somewhere within um, maybe 30 feet of her or something like that, a, a, a light or a bright light or something like that. So, so it's honestly like these, these spells are pretty similar to things that these characters would be doing anyway, which is kind of cool in that way. I like how that turned out. Yeah, yeah totally. definitely. Um, the, the old woman points you guys kind of in the direction of where to find Brindlebrook. The, the door of the cottage opens and you fly slash scurry off into the woods, (laughs) feeling a pull towards the west. So it's kind of like you you almost just innately know a general direction in which you need to travel. And after a day and a half of travel, you find a break in the forest and you gaze upon a small winter village. A white field of snow is kind of illuminated by rays of midday sunlight, um, separating you from the town of Brindlebrook, which is... Fairly treeless, aside from one great big tree you can see rising above the rooftops towards the center of the town. You can see smoke circling above um, several of the chimneys in this town and a lot of people milling about, though it's surprisingly silent for how many people are, are out there. So, you guys are at the edge of the woods. Uh, you can see the town. How do you want to uh, approach I want to be able to poop on someone while I fly. <laughs> She'll finally get to know how it feels. I know the dream. The dream. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so your your job here is to find the paladin that killed the woman in the in the the cabin, and you're to steal his eyes, basically to take his eyes. Now, however you want to do that, that is going to be up to you guys to to formulate your plan. Well, we do have a crow, so you've got a yeah. crow. Sure she can peck Claw him out. his eyes you've out. You've got a fox and a pug. Um, and uh, well, the only actions you have are those those spells, and then just, um, you know, whatever things you want to do, like as far as running, jumping, that kind of stuff. I tried to touch screen my laptop. <laughs> oh God, like, Joseph! Why would it? <laughs> I know. Shame on you. Well, because I have my tablet right in front of me that I'm doing it to, so it's just uh, motion. I very slowly started to pull down and then slowly pulled away like, oh. <laughs> Watching the fail happen, it was nice. Uh, okay, um, well, I'm going to I'm gonna sneak up there with, uh, which one is sneak? Sly. Well, why is my Sly so bad? Dang, I wish it was a cat. It's probably just because you're like bigger than some of the animals would be. Uh, Avador, you actually have a pretty good uh, sly as a crow, so you could sneak around easier. Yeah, can I just like fly overhead and uh, see if I find where the paladin is? Here's the thing I'll tell you guys with this. For the most part, you can kind of narrate whatever you want to do. If you want to sneak up, you can. The Where these things are really going to come into play is when you're wanting to take some sort of action that would interact with or um, um, 
cause some sort of friction with you and, and another being or, or person or something like that. So if you want to trot up to town, you can, because it's not like anybody's looking for you at this point. But like, let's say you want to do something to someone, or if you want to walk into a building and not be seen by anybody, that's when we would have you um, basically roll against um, uh, whatever I think the the difficulty of that situation would be. So I guess, can I stroll into town, keeping sort of towards the shadows, and maybe look for a uh, a tavern or something? Yeah, you can do that if you want to walk in and look for a tavern. You uh, you're you're kind of strolling up. Sarah will be just kind of keeping pace with you and stuff. And Avador, are you circling uh, overhead or, or what are you doing? Yeah, I'd say that I'm uh, blending in with all the other crows and just kind of okay. circling as they fly and dip through. <laughs> okay, know. so as you're approaching there, so I think based on how you guys are both approaching, you're going to see a few different things. So, Avador, you're going to see a little bit more of the area. So you can see that there's some sort of like strange festival or ritual or something is going on having to do with this giant tree in the center of the town. And, and you can see like there are um, lots of baskets surrounding this tree with some sort of like dark red fruit in these baskets. Just And that's all it has. And it's just surrounding this tree in like a perfect circle. And you can see people kind of milling about and and just kind of adding more and more fruit, plucking it from that tree, putting it in the, these baskets in that circle around the tree. And it kind of looks like a, um, a really large seedless strawberry, almost like bl- the color blood. Like um, you picture a strawberry without seeds, a little darker, but the size of like your fist. Like that's what this this looks like. So a big raspberry. It's It's huge. Um, (laughs) and otherwise there's people kind of milling about doing different things, um, uh, just daily tasks. Um, they're all dressed really nice. Like there's not a hair out of place. Everyone is wearing really fine clothing. Um, everyone looks very beautiful, but they all have these weird grins on their faces and their eyes are way wider than they should be like almost unblinking, but that's just what they look like as they're all going around doing this thing. There's a few people here and there that look normal, and but they look kind of frightened. They look really skittish. Um, you might see um, Jack in particular as, as a fox, like being on the ground. You might see every once in a while someone peeking through a window or kind of sticking to the shadows. Um, in fact, as, as you and Sarah are coming up towards the tavern, um, Let's say you guys are coming in from like the the right side around this what looks like a tavern because you can see barrels outside that would probably contain um, some sort of delivery. You can see that there's a young boy hiding behind some of these barrels um, in really fancy like blue clothing, um, leather shoes clasped with silver buckles. And he's just kind of watching some of these smiling people walking around um, and kind of looking at the tree from time to time. But that is is what the two of you are really seeing when you enter this town. I have expected them to be wearing animal masks, like a wicker man situation. <laughs> when you started talking about them like, like worshiping around something. Yeah, yeah like a I festival. Of, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking like Midsommar and stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. 
Well, I, I mean, so I've come up to the tavern or... Yeah, you're like right outside this tavern. Um, you can see that there's like a young boy kind of hiding right where you guys are, are pretty close to. He's just kind of watching everything. Um, so what you want to do from that point, you just lead. Sarah's just going to follow your lead at this point. Just because I don't want to lead you guys through things. And then Avador, you're circling above like overhead. So whatever your next move is, it's up to you guys. And I'm going to say that you guys, even though you guys are different animals, you can communicate with each other. We'll just kind of say it's like telepathically that the three of you can hear each other. What, what is a patholin? A what? Or what is it that we're looking for? What's it? What is oh, the paladin? Paladin. <laughs> a yeah. Paladin. So it's what basically um, what the hands were, what we were referring to as the hands. There are the, the, the guys that really work for the Ecclesia that uh, Halsey was posing as one of them because he was in Shepard's old body. Yeah, those guys. They wear the plate armor. And what you guys know is that there's a plan for them to attack Eslam. You knew okay. that from what Halsey said, that he was sending people to destroy that village. That's why you guys went there. And now that you've gotten to the outskirts of Eslam, that old witch that you met said that there was one of their scouts is here at Brindlebrook and killed the one witch that they're trying to revive. So why you guys need the eyes. So you know that as far as the attack goes, one of them is there. He's probably scouting for the others to let them know where Eslam is. Do we know what this paladin looks like? Just in general? You wouldn't know what he looks like, but you would recognize the armor. All right. So the spell that I have, the open or the lock, unlock, open, close, how does that function? Like if I just wanted to like go into the tavern, like sneak in? Yeah, you could open the door. No problem. Is it going to like arise suspicion if like, am, am I physically opening the door? Or am I like casting a spell that automatically opens it for me? Like am I using the force or am I just like climbing <laughs> up Let's and say opening it? These are supposed to be spells. So yeah, you're not doing something with your um with your paws or anything like that. It's if you want to open something, that's how it's gonna open. Like it'll just open up. So locks and, and doors and windows and stuff like that are not gonna get in your way. Now, Sarah and Avador wouldn't be able to. Well, Avador could use her unseen hand to open something. She wouldn't be able to unlock anything. Okay. Well, for now, though, I'm just going to try to, as stealthily as possible, walk into the tavern. Okay. Keep into the shadows and just kind of seeing what I am able to find in there. I guess my immediate action would be to see if I spot that paladin armor. Okay. So you and and Sarah are going to walk in through that open door. Avador, are you going to try to fly in there too, or what's your plan? So what we're looking for is like a gold uh, shield or it'll gold. be a it'll be a um, some heavy plate armor. So the heavy kind plate. of armor that um, the the paladins wear, it's like a very heavy plate. It's um, silver and bronze kind of colored. Um, they have a a specific sigil on the breastplate that marks them as one of the the paladins of the ecclesia. Um, Sarah and Grunwald are both wearing similar armor, but with those sigils removed because they've gone against what these paladins are doing. But 
Yeah, you guys would easily, if you see the armor, you'll recognize it immediately. You know exactly what it looks like. So what, um, is it shiny enough where like, uh, it'll reflect light? This is what I think of when I think of paladin armor. Like something like this with sort of drapery on it, but also the really like heavy um, protruding armor, just yep. bulky armor. Mm-hmm. Like something like any of these. Well, since this festival is like kind of a big deal and stuff. Now, are, are the paladins not like we know that they're going to barge in and all that other stuff. But I mean, like, are they not invited to this festival? Like if they would stand out of place if they were here on uh, in this town or you. I mean, you don't know how many are there, but you know that there's at least one there already in Brindlebrook that's scouting the area. So there's a chance that he's the only one right now since he's the scout. Would this town have like a tower, like anything that's high up above? The highest thing in this town is that giant tree. Okay. I'm going to fly to to the tree. Okay. And uh, see if there's anything around... Who's giving? Who's who's uh, giving their offerings to the tree for the festivities? And in the same way, listen to people talking as they're giving their offerings. If there's anything I hear, and also watching out for for him scouting. Okay, so I can tell you this: uh, the people leaving the offerings, you haven't seen any of the normal-looking people do any. It's only the ones with the the wide eyes and the giant smiles. Um, They're the only ones leaving everything. And they, you notice that they never speak a single word ever. Okay. From your vantage point too, you can see that there are several like homes um, around. There's smoke coming from them. Um, You can see something that looks like what Avador and Jack would recognize as a school. Just from some of the other towns you've been in, you're like, okay, that's probably a school building. And then, yeah, there's the the inn slash tavern, which is where Jack and Sarah are are heading into. So you are opening the door, correct? Of Me? the tavern? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, the fox and the hound are going in. <laughs> the pug. <laughs> the yeah. thing about the pug. That. That's basically what's yeah. going on. The fox <laughs> and the pug. Um, so when you enter, when you guys enter this this tavern... You, you kind of see that it, it, it's really nice. I mean, it is spotless. It is gorgeous, polished wood everywhere. The the bottles and, and barrels are just meticulously stacked. You don't see a speck of dirt anywhere. Um, there is some, some stairs to one side that goes up to a second level, um, which is probably where a lot of rooms are. But you can also see that there's some rooms attached to the tavern. Uh, or the the bar area, like on the far side, you don't really see too many people in there. There is the uh, a bartender behind the bar, and there is two men at a table, kind of in a corner. They have drinks that have not been drunk at all, and all three of them the the bartender, the two men, all have the big wide smiles with the big wide eyes, and they are just literally the two men are just sitting there staring at each other with this big smiles. The bartender's just just standing there behind the bar with his grin, just looking forward. 
And in walks this this fox and this pug, and he doesn't bat an eye at you guys. He just doesn't even bother looking. Did this place get Joker gassed or yes, what? Yes, that's like, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> totally what I was thinking. Well, okay, so my idea was I'm going to go in this tavern and just kind of listen to what's, you know, any kind of chatter that's going on. But if no one's talking, like, I'm, I don't know, I'm going to have to keep just walking around, I guess, or... Uh, there's yeah. nothing even to listen for. I mean, they're they're moving around, I'm assuming, so I can hear footsteps and whatnot. But if no one's talking, then it's going to be tough. Let me say, um, so let's go with... Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. There are um, a few other rooms and, and items that you see around the room, too. Um and, and maybe this will give you some ideas of something that you might want to do. I'm not saying that these will actually help you. But just so you know that there's some stuff that you could do. There is a um, small adjacent room behind the bar um, that you can tell is is like kind of a butcher room. You can see a butcher's block in there. Um, you can see, you know, some old dried blood on, on the block. And there's a butcher knife and a lot of knives kind of stuck into the, the side of the block. Um, there's a lot of lanterns inside this place. Um, there's candles that are lit. There's a jar of oil up on the mantel above a fireplace um, next to a lantern. And then there's also a small knife on the belt of one of these men at the tavern who, again, he's just one of those ones sitting at a table just staring into the other one's eyes. They're just hanging. Oh, so romantic. <laughs> there are a couple rooms nearby where they're sitting like on that first level. So it's like, there's some, some rooms that people can rent on that first level. And there's probably more upstairs too. So there's, there's a few different rooms and stuff inside this place too. All right. Well, I guess let me go around and start kind of using my open door power, see what I can find in these rooms. Do you want to go down? Do you want to do it downstairs? Do you want to go upstairs? What is your, your thought? Um, I'll start on the floor that I'm on, or is it only downstairs, upstairs? There's a, a downstairs and an upstairs. You're downstairs right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Then I'll, I'll start on the floor that I'm on. Okay. A woman kind of comes out of, of one door, um, near those guys carrying some, some bread and she sets it on, on a counter. So you know that she probably just came from a kitchen. And aside from that kitchen, there's there's one other door right next to that um, that you don't really hear a lot of noise from. So that might be a room for somebody. All right. Let me open that door, the one that's closed. Okay. You open that door, and I'm going to have you roll your sly. And so that's a D10 plus whatever thing you have there. Extra points. And Sarah's going to stay... Okay, Sarah's going to stay kind of by the the entrance and just kind of keep watch of everything. She's just watching what everyone else is doing. So you're entering that, that room. You enter it, and you see a man who looks like he just kind of woke up. He's stretching a little bit, but he looks like he went on a bender the night before and is still pretty drunk. <laughs> Shepherd? <laughs> and he he's just kind of he's groggy he does not see you when you walk in so you kind of walk in and you kind of walk 
um, let's say underneath a chair, there's like a, a small, almost like breakfast table in there. And you're like sitting underneath there. He's getting out of bed. Um, you're looking around the room. You see a sword leaning up against in the corner. And then you also see um, near that sword, like on the, the floor, there's something large, but it's covered by a blanket. And that guy gets up and he's just like, Ugh, I need another drink. And he stumbles out <laughs> of the, the room and, and heads into the, the tavern area. Okay, so I can hear this guy. Then let me uncover whatever it is on the ground. Uh, let me move that blanket. Okay. You see a paladin's armor. Ah. ah. Okay. So uh, it's weird not being in like an action format, but um, uh, okay. So let me then just like run out of the room, make okay. sure he's still there and... And then kind of run out of the tavern also because my my thought is I want to get or I, I can communicate with them telepathically, right? So I just want to let everybody know that like, uh, hey, I think I found him. Okay. <laughs> um. So Sarah's just like, are you sure? Are you sure it's him? I mean, he can talk. He has paladin armor and a giant weapon. So I'm guessing he's our he's our guy. Yeah, Sarah's scratching one of her ears with her back foot. <laughs> And she's like, okay, if, if if you're positive, now, what do we do? Yeah, we have hold, to... Hold on. Uh, just in, in the story, can we just have it to where, since she's a pug communicating with me, she's just making like little like... Yeah. Like little like... Uh, okay. <laughs> That's Smart. all people little would hear. Snorts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, people Perfect. would hear that, but like you're hearing Sarah's regular voice in your head. Perfect. I love um, it. Okay. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? How do we get his eyes? And 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 then how do we keep him from relaying where where Aslam is? We're gonna have to stop him somehow. He is drunk. He's gonna have to pass out soon. Well, he just woke up, so I don't know. He's he's going in for round two, three. Who knows? Hair of the dog. He's gonna stumble over to um that table where those two guys were sitting and just staring at each other and they both have the drinks on the table, but they're not drinking. And he's just like, oh, have you been here all night? What is wrong with you people? And then he snatches one of their drinks and starts drinking it and they don't move at all. And he just, he just drinks it and he's just like, oh, drops it on the, the, the ground and you hear the mug shatter because it's, it's a glass mug. The, the bartender, the tavern keeper comes over with that smile, and all he does is he starts picking up the pieces of, of glass, and he has a rag and starts cleaning it up. Doesn't say a word, and he's the paladin's just like, "There's something definitely wrong with all of you. There's just something not right here." And then he starts drinking the other glass too. <laughs> Can I use my unseen hand to like pull his armor? Off and like he's he doesn't have his armor on. It's yeah, still he's not wearing room. it right now. Also, you're still outside. So are you gonna are you gonna come inside? Uh, yeah, I'll come. I'll come around since because uh, they're still able to talk to me, right? Pathologically and <laughs> pathologically, <laughs> telepathically, <laughs> uh, telepath, telepathically. <laughs> they they're giving you a disease. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you'll since you're outside, you'll have to use your unseen hand and open the door. Uh, we'll just say that you do that. You get inside. 
So I want you now, actually you and Sarah both, because we haven't done this. Um, he has not seen the fox, but we need for the the crow and the pug to roll their sly and see if he sees you. Four. Okay. He does not see the pug. He does see the crow uh, fly in. So he sees you, Avador, and he's like, oh, why is there birds in here? What kind of establishment is this? I don't understand anything in this fucking <laughs> village. And he's like, just kind of like, shoo, shoo. And he's kind of waving his hand towards you a little bit, Avador, just trying to keep you away from his drink. Can I uh, tease him to see if like I get him a little upset and he tries to get at me? Get at me, bro. Come at, at me. At me. <laughs> Come at okay, me. so you're wanting to like um are you trying to like intimidate him or you, or what do you what do you want to do? Yeah, I want to be able to like attack him. But Okay. Would my- that be a fierce cuz that's like a scare? Well, if if she's trying to scare him, I or are you trying to bite him, scratch him, scare him? Like, yeah, peck little, at him? little peck. Like, like you want to peck what at him? the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. So, first, do. You're holding your wings out, yeah. like, what? 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 <laughs> okay, first roll a fierce, and we'll see what you do. What is fierce? That's the F. It oh, no. Gave me a two. I'm not scary at all. Okay, so he's just. <laughs> He's waving you you off as you're trying to do this. Now I want you to um, roll your quick because he's going to try to slap you with his hand. I got a one. No, you got a, no. Z- well, I a, zero, a zero is a 10 on that dice. Oh, yeah, that's a 10. Yes. Oh, okay. 11. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he is, <laughs> you're just, zero. you're flying around him in circles. He's not able to hit you, but you haven't been able to, to peck at him really. So basically you're just flying in circles around his head. He's swinging at you. Neither of you were doing anything. So Sarah's going to be like, all right, I feel like we really need a plan, guys. Like, what do we want to do? Should we get him out of the the tavern since what we plan on doing is going to be very brutal? It's not like it matters. Like, these people are just mannequins. They don't pay any attention to what's going on. So shall we gouge his eyes out here? Well, when you put it like that, I mean, yes, that's the mission. So how do you want to do this? So so trying to peck at him isn't working at the moment. So, can I, so what can do you guys I bite, want to try? Can I try to like bite his uh, the back of his foot or something? His tendon. Yeah. So go ahead and use your um, use your fierce. Three, three. Okay. Uh, so he is as he's trying to get Avdor away from him. He's like stepping backwards and, and stuff and, and you almost get like kind of kicked and stuff. So like you're, you haven't been able to, to bite him yet. Like you're trying to get an opportunity, but you just aren't getting it. Um, it. Sarah will try also. She'll try to, um, a little to bug nip. bite him as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good God. No, Sarah's having the, the same problem. She's, she's trying to get his ankles, but she's... Just not getting an opportunity because you guys are your paws are gonna get stepped on, guys. Like we're just useless animals. All right, I'm gonna try and like fly and and like poop on his face. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna have you. Really Could that be clever? <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> we'll do fierce again for that. Like you're gonna intimidate him by pooping on his face. Like you're trying to, you're basically trolling him. Like you're trying to get him, yes. him mad and, and distract him and stuff. So would that be clever? <laughs> no. Use a use a fierce. Use right, a fierce. Right, yeah. Fierce. 
All right, that's, that's six, seven. Seven. Okay, so you managed to drop a, a tiny little white and black load <laughs> right into right like bird. right between the eyes as he's looking up. It hits like that that little bridge of his nose right there between the yeah. two eyes, and just kind of like drips into both eyes as he's looking up. So now he's just like ah ah, and he's grabbing his eyes and uh, with his hand and trying to to wipe his eyes away. Now, as this happens, that that little boy that you saw earlier runs into the tavern and is just like, Sir, sir, you're a pal. Wait, what is going on in here? Why, <laughs> what's happening? Why is there animals in here? And he's like, Blast and burn crap in my eyes. Boy, get me some water. And, and, and the boy, oh, okay, okay, um, um, water. But uh, I don't know where to get water in here. And he's running off towards the kitchen and stuff like that. So so now this this boy's in here. Um, the guy's like swinging around and, and the boy runs back and, and he's just like, uh, I have a glass of water. I don't, I don't, do you, I don't know what this fox and bug are doing in here. I'm actually kind of afraid. The, the pug's growling at me right now. Oh, we stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Sir, you're a paladin of the Ecclesia. There's, there's something wrong with the people here. I don't know what to do. Uh, th there's just something not right ever since that light fell from the sky and it landed in our well and now this tree that wasn't even here days ago is now gigantic and growing this disgusting fruit and every time someone eats of it they become these mindless things and they're forcing others to eat the fruit and then they become just like them Please, you you from the Ecclesia, you, there's got to be something you can do. And he's like, just get me the damn water. And he's just trying to, he's flailing out, trying to reach for the water, but he can't see where it is right now. He's just reaching his arm out. And the kid's not getting that close because Jack and uh, Sarah are kind of in his way. They're in between him and the, the, the guy. This child is full of information. I kind of want to like fly and uh, toss the, the cup of water out yeah. of the kid's hand. Can you hit it out of his hand? Yeah, I just gotta like fly like foof and scare him. Foof. Foof. Sure, try uh, do a fierce for that one. Fierce. Seven. Okay, yeah, you um, so you fly and you slam into the glass of water um, that he's got and, and it drops to the ground and shatters and the, the boy's like, ah! And steps backwards as he's not trying to step on like the broken glass and stuff, because um, this place fancy. They use glass everything here, um, <laughs> so he's trying he's trying not to step on it and ruin his shoes. Um, uh, so the the bird broke your water. I I guess not the water. It broke the glass. Is uh, can I grab like the back of the little boy's like pants and start kind of like trying to pull him away? Because I'm assuming we can't communicate with them. Sure, uh, you roll clever for that. Nine. Okay, wow, yeah. So he's, you are pulling like the back of his shirt and kind of tugging on it like a dog with a with a rope. And, and the boy's like going backwards and he's like, ah, ah, what, what, wait, what's going on? Are you trying to, to keep me away from him? What, is there something wrong? Let me, I'm, I'm nodding my head yes as I'm pulling him back. <laughs> okay, what's, why? He's, he might be the only one that can help us. And then I, sh I shake my head no. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean? Who else is going to help us? I mean, all these people are, 
I mean, look at them. Look at the, what they've become. Did Timmy fall in the well again? <laughs> <laughs> Timmy's in the well. Lassie, help! <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to do past like what I'm doing to at least try to Where get the kid is Sarah? out of here. What is she doing? So Sarah was trying to bite at the 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 guy's ankles. It's just not working out so well. You know what? This is what Sarah's going to try to do. She's going to try and you see her back up a little bit, like across the room and wiggle her little pug butt. She's oh. going to try to run and, and ram into the back of this guy's calves and see if she can knock him over. And he hits the ground with a thud. Yes. This guy is laying he- on his back. Does he fall on the glass? Yeah, can can the water be part of it? Like he slipped on it? Yeah, sure. So so he so Sarah slams into his legs. He stumbles forward a little bit and slips in in that puddle of water, and he he falls. And there's not enough glass to like kill the guy or anything, but I mean it just scrapes up his his legs just a tiny bit. Um, but he is flat on his back on the ground, unable to see what's going on because of the poop in his eyes. <laughs> I um, did that. Meanwhile, Jack, you were pulling this kid away. Um, so what, what what step do you guys want to take next? Well, now that he's on the ground, can I try him and like gash his eyes out? Yeah, sure. So let's do um, roll of fierce for that one. Um, it will be a little hard to do, but yeah. Boom. Uh, come on. Where's that zero when you need Where'd it? You, what did you get? Well, two. Two, okay. Um, so let's say you start pecking a little bit, but there's so much poop on his face that you can't see where the eyes are to peck him out right now. <laughs> and you're disgusted because so, you got a little poop in your mouth. You got poop in your beak. <laughs> so now what are you doing? <laughs> um, the the boy's going to be like, what is happening? Like, what what do you creatures want? Uh, let me continue dragging him out use my power to open the door, I guess, behind us and try to like okay. pull him out of the door. Okay. Well, you can, you can, we'll just say you do that. You, um, drag him out. So you are now outside of the tavern with the, with this boy. Okay. Then I'm going to run back in and close the door and lock it because lock okay. is also. <laughs> All right. <one laughs> so don't go in. You, you run in and you close the door and it is now locked. And, and the little boy's banging on the outside of the door. It's like, please, we really need your help. So you are now in the room with the, the paladin guy on the ground, on his back. Uh, the boy is gone. You just have the the bartender, um, the woman that works there that had the bread earlier, the two guys sitting at the table, but none of them are paying any attention to what's going on right now. We need to either be able to knock him out so that he's not fighting back or we need to bite him in the jugular. I bet you could handle a knife in your your claws. My claws are knives. <laughs> I mean, she also does have um, the unseen hand, too. Oh, that's true. You can use your power, your hand power. Alright, so I can use my power to get the knives out and then just fly straight into his chest. Okay, so the the closest knife is there is a knife on one of the guys sitting at the table nearby. So are you wanting to use your unseen hand and grab that one? Yeah. Okay. And you're gonna stab him in the chest? Um I'm gonna stab him in the throat. In the throat? 
Okay. Dang. Uh, all right. So you you grab your um, you use your your unseen hand. You grab the knife and sling it right into his throat. It goes right through his jugular, and he. That's his <laughs> and and he stops moving. Everything seems really still, really quiet. And if you look around, you notice that all of these people um, that were in this this room, not paying any attention, all eyes are now on you. They're all watching you. Nothing to see here. I'm. I do that Homer gif where I back up into a bush. <laughs> Back into a tree. Sarah says, okay, I wish you didn't have to come to this, but we need the eyes. Guys, we have to get the eyes out of here. Now, did I cut his throat nicely where he's kind of beheaded and I could just grab the head and just pull it off no, his body? He's no. definitely not beheaded. You just <laughs> plunged the dagger. saw it through it. All yeah. right, just check it. Just yeah, you plunge the dagger through his throat. Just can't like use your claws maybe and just like grab yeah, yeah, the yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I use my claws to just like dig straight in his eye sockets and then pull? Then you don't have to worry about like poop beak. I am gonna have you out. roll fierce one more time. This is gonna be pretty easy though. Uh, so go ahead and roll. So. Be easy. Oh, nice. Nine. Okay. Yep. So you sink both talons into where you imagine the eye socket should be through all the poop. And you rip them clear out. You have an eye in each foot. Talon. <laughs> Talon, yes. You've got the eyes. Now the thing is, you guys got to get out of here. Because now, all of these people that were just not doing anything are now suddenly standing up and walking towards you. And their grins are no longer grins. They are frowns and they are walking straight at you. No, unhappy faces. Um, uh, and you notice that the the banging on the outside of the door from the, the child has stopped. I wonder if he ate the fruit. Um, <laughs> I feel like there was a side mission where we could have helped this village, but now it's time <laughs> to leave. <laughs> Gotta go. Uh, okay, so I will I'll use my, my spell to unlock and open the door okay. and run out. Okay, so you guys are, um, everyone is going to have to roll your quick because all these people are going to be like, as you open the door, actually, you open the door and all of the townspeople that have been affected by this thing. And now you can see that this little boy has like some red juice dripping from his mouth also and was like on his knees and there's a group of people that were surrounding him like they forced this fruit into his mouth did you say real quick that there were like uh, that there was like candles or kerosene or something in the bar there was um there's a little there's some oil there's a little oil lantern there's candles around everything okay can i either ask sarah to get the oil lantern or run back in and grab it i just like my sure. my plan is I want to burn this tree. I want to see if we can light it on fire as we're leaving. Okay. Uh yeah, so uh do you how do you want to how do you want to tell your plan to the others? Is Sarah close to the lamp? The kerosene lamp? It's on the ground right now. The lamp 
or the oil is actually up on a mantle. So it'll be hard for you two to get to it. Can I use unseen hand to like uh, grab it, toss it to them? Well, you could yeah. just like can can you just hold on to it, or does it has to be like an instant action? She can. I'll say that she can hold on to it, but while that unseen hand is grabbing that, she's not going to be able to use unseen hand for anything else until she gets rid of that until she drops it. Right. But yeah, it, she can use it, and uh, if that's what you want to do. That that oil lamp, just you see it lift off the ground because Avador's spell is picking it up and carrying it like it just looks like it's floating through the air. Avador, throw that at the tree. Do I need to toss anything? Do I need a, a real quick? I want you to use. So if you were gonna fly that thing out of the tavern, use. I want you to roll quick. Three. Three. Okay. So. You are you're grabbing it. You're trying to get to get out of the tavern, and there is a a group of these townspeople with the frowns and stuff. Now, including the boy, kind of barring your path. Like you're not going to be able to get out the door. Now there are windows and stuff inside this place. Those windows are shut right now, um, but right now through the doorway, there's no way you're going to get past it quick enough without them getting you. Can we see the tree through any of the windows? Yes. Um, let me use my spell to open that window and... Okay. Try to toss it through that window. On it. Say, okay, we're going to say that you, yeah, your unseen hand tosses it. So this is in a, a glass um, jar, the oil. So the, the oil shatters against the um, trunk of the tree and the oil drips all over the the base of it along like the roots and things like that. So the roots of this thing are now covered in in this oil. Were there any like lit candles? Oh yeah, there's lit candles around there, yes. Can you like grab one of those candles and do the same thing? (laughs) You You get where I'm going here? Like let's light this tree on fire. I get what you're saying. I feel like grabbing a candle when you throw it, the light's gonna like disappear. So what about like cold, since there's fireplaces happening all around and, and especially like in the chimney, can I just grab like unforeseen or unseen it like the hot coals and throw that? Yeah, you can. So Is that what you uh, want to do? Yeah. Okay. So you use unseen hand to grab some of the coals out of a, the fireplace in the, the tavern. Mm-hmm. And are you going to try to fly out the window or just toss them like you did the oil lamp? Toss it like I did with the oil. Okay. That's smart. So, yeah. Because they wouldn't so unlight. You you toss the coals. Um, the, the fire doesn't start immediately, but you see like it hits and it starts smoking a little bit. Now, now as this is happening, the townspeople are entering through the door. I mean, just pouring through. The four people inside are coming at you also. Um, I want all of you to roll a quick. Four. Okay. Eleven. Okay. And Sarah rolled a nine plus one, so she's got a ten. Okay. Sarah and Avador, you have been able to, like, you're getting away from these people um, and everything. But Jack... One of them managed to grab you by the tail and slam you against the the counter of the bar. And you can hear 
and, and feel, obviously, the bones in, in your ribs and part of your back just shatter. Oh. I mean, destroys your, your ribs and your spine. And you, all of a sudden, wake up inside the cottage of the, the old woman in your regular body. Mm. Now... What happened? Now, Avador, you and Sarah don't know what happened. He just got slammed into this thing, and now he's gone. Like, the body just disappeared. And Sarah's like, Avador, Jack, what what just happened? Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Go back to the cottage. Okay, so you guys are darting around this room, trying to evade everybody. Jack, you are completely out of here. You have no idea what's happening because you cannot hear them anymore. You are just completely away. Um, but the the smoldering smoke around that tree, you start seeing the flames come up. And all the, the people around here start grasping at their, their foreheads and grabbing their jaws and, and shrieking. And then as that fire gets bigger and starts burning the tree, you hear like this deafening shriek from the tree itself echoed by all the people that have been affected by it. They're all screaming and using the same thing. And they drop to their knees and start vomiting this red liquid. And you can see chunks of, of the fruit and stuff coming out. And they stop trying to attack you. And now they're kind of looking around like, what, what, what's going on? Like, what what happened to you? What, I don't remember anything for the past few days. And, and everyone's just kind of talking amongst themselves. And Sarah's like, Avador, we got to go. We have to run. And Sarah darts out of the, the inn and starts making back towards the woods. I'm following. And so I'm flying over okay. with two eyeballs still clutched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just and bloody over. And as you're leaving, you can see, like, this tree is fully engulfed and limbs are starting to fall from it. And you can almost see, like, a boiling red liquid coming out from between the cracks and the bark. And almost like, almost like a humanish kind of scream coming from it. Um, but, but fading into raspiness as it sounds like it's almost choking to death. And you guys flee the town of Rindlebrook. And you... Make it back to the cottage where you find Jack waiting, snacking on some cakes. <laughs> <laughs> snacking on some red fruit. Right. And, oh, and God. the epidemic starts all, <laughs> all over right, this again. This is really good. <laughs> should have practiced social distancing. <laughs> um, and as soon as you enter through the doorway, you and Sarah find yourself back in your regular forms. And you find Jack there. And, and Sarah runs up to you, Jack, and, and drops her knee. And she's like, Jack, are you okay? I I think so. I mean, Fox Me definitely isn't. But <laughs> as long as you're okay, did this woman do it? Did she hurt you or anything? And she's looking at the the old crone kind of suspiciously. She's giving these little cakes. <laughs> nice lady. Okay, okay. So the the old woman um, approaches you, Avador, because now that you're back in your form, the eyes are in either of your hands still covered in poop. So the old woman looks at you and she's just like, how did that go? It looks like, uh, things got a little messy. Well, you asked and we delivered. I suppose it doesn't matter. And she 
takes the ice from you and drops them into this boiling liquid along with a couple powders and speaks a few words that you've never heard before. And then goes over and pours just the tiniest drop of this blue liquid into it and the whole thing, the eyes just instantly dissolve and and this whole um, little like cup of water she's got turns um, this shimmering blue color, almost like as if it's glittering in a way. And she walks over and pours it into that other woman's mouth, the one that's on the bed. The quote-unquote dead woman the the mouth opens wide and the eyes open and you can see that they're kind of glazed over and this black shadowy crow flies over and turns into like a black smoke and then pours in through this woman's mouth into her body and she sits up like (gasps) (sighs) 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 and she looks at you all and she looks over at Shepard's body on that floating blanket and cocks her head in a familiar way like you saw the crow do several times. And she goes, I knew it. It wasn't actually Edmund who we banished, was it? The old woman shakes her head and says, No, no, it was not. It was an imposter in Edmund's skin. I encountered a knight at the edge of the woods, a scout. If he were to lead others here, and the old woman stops and says, No, no need to worry. Our friends here can assure you he will not be leading the Ecclesia here. We are safe for now. What did... Oh, did I die again? (laughs) The old woman nods and says, I'm afraid so, Atri. I'm afraid so. Shit. Where's Emily? Does she know? Yes, she knows. But she also knew that help was on the way. And she glances at the group of you. And this woman you just heard referred to as Adri that you guys have now helped come back to life. She says, thank you all, but I must ask for you to to aid me with one more task. Please follow me into Eslam. And she points over at Shepard's body and she goes, I will bring him for healing. I need to have a word with my true husband. Thanks for listening to this episode of Party in Peril. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends or digi friends on social media and use the hashtag NerdSloth so we can thank you for your support. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, uh, give us a rating, all those things that can help out the show. It's like rolling a nat 20 every time. See you next episode. Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, catch us on YouTube and Twitch or visit us at nerdsloth.com.